welcome to chapel. Last week, we acknowledged our hopes and prayers of our faith community. Here are just a few examples. Acceptance and community, sincerity, healing, strength and encouragement, clarity in times of struggle, growth in, growth in all things beautiful, trusting in God. May we return to these intentions today and each time we meet together for worship. Today we, will be today we'll be exploring the stories and tools that others have claimed on their faith journey. As you reflect on these stories, we hope that you leave claiming some of these tools and your own stories. Please bow with me in prayer. God, we come to you today as a gathered community, desiring love, belonging, and peace. May our worship today reflect our respect for each other, for you, and a desire for wholeness in our world. As we hear the words of those speaking this morning, may you fill us with a desire to learn and go forth into the world. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We light the peace lamp this morning to remind us of the presence of the Holy Spirit and in the space of Jesus' call to peace. Um, now, to begin our time of worship together, we invite you to pass the peace, um, reminding ourselves that um, of the community around us and the individuals in front of us. So, pass the peace. This morning, I want to tell you about one particular way that I've found to let go, to pray, to take care of myself amidst all of the classes, clubs, working, and maintaining relationships here at Goshen College. In moments when I'm feeling stressed and I finally have a minute to myself, I try to do something creative. Creativity and spirituality have always been related for me, and coloring was one of the earliest prayer practices that I learned as a little kid. Here at Goshen, I've taken a few art classes, so sometimes being creative means going over to the art building and drawing or painting or working on ceramics. I love the quiet of the art building at night as people are up late making beautiful things. The image of God as beautiful has always stood out to me. God the creator, God who connects us to each other in beautiful ways and through whom we are able to create beauty. Like most of you, I'm not always in an art class, so sometimes it's in the quiet or chaos of my dorm room where I choose to doodle or decorate. Sometimes I go to the quiet place, a room in the basement of Culp that's always open to go and pray. There are art supplies in there, and sometimes on the walls people post the images or prayers that they've been working on. I draw or write or find other ways to get whatever's on my mind out on paper so I can look at it and make sense of it visually. Sometimes it's a question or a hope or a fear. Sometimes I'm just feeling disconnected from the spiritual or emotional side of myself. I love art because it gives me another way to think about the world, one that's not as ordered in words and sentences. Images can have layers and levels of complexity that words don't always get at. Art can also be an important part of our worship together, as you can see from the mirrors that we created last week and the banner behind me. Art in worship is like music, a tool which does not always mean the same thing to everyone, a tool which can express story and emotion and does not require absolute answers. Worship art seems to get at some of the mysteries of faith. 
So try it, even if you never have before. If you're feeling overwhelmed, do something creative. Pray if you feel comfortable and experiment with what it's like to create beautiful things. I've asked Artie, who created this banner, to say a few words about her work. Um, this image was intended to illustrate the many perspectives and personalities that are a part of any healthy community. Um, this diversity and opinion can be used when it is all pulled together. To me, being Christ-centered means more than a single church or religion's doctrine, but speaks to unity and collaboration and community. So the mirror pieces um, or individuals in a community are pulled together to create unity beyond difference. Um, that's what the piece means to me. However, it can be interpreted in many ways, um, and I encourage you to embrace whatever interpretation feels most helpful to you. Please turn in your green Sing the Journey to number 44, The Love of God, and we will only sing verses 1 and 3. August 2013, almost exactly two years ago. I had just arrived on campus as a young, impressionable freshman. To be honest, I was a little overwhelmed by life in Goshen at first. So many names, so many faces, although I quickly learned that despite this, everyone seemed to know all the details of each other's lives. Along with new faces were new activities and new churches. I had attended the same church in my hometown for almost my entire life and having the opportunity to choose a church was both a novelty and a challenge. It's a good opportunity to figure out what you actually believe, though. You have the freedom to find a faith community that fits you, 
This is essentially a nicer way of saying college is a good time to church shop. And the Goshen area has an incredible number of churches, over 115 at last count. My ambitious first year self decided that I had better get started on this church treasure hunt sooner rather than later. Almost every Sunday for my first semester, I went to a new church. Sometimes I went with friends, other times alone. Sometimes in response to an invitation, other times I just chose one at random. Walking into a new place, let alone a community where everyone already knows each other, can be intimidating. But after the initial first minutes of getting acclimated, I always felt welcome. I was constantly amazed at the genuine welcomes I received and at how excited people were to have new college students in their midst. It's easy to forget sometimes that we, as young adults, have unique perspectives to offer churches and that they look forward to inviting us in and sharing with us. And we, in turn, should value the loving and supportive communities of faith that churches in the Goshen area offer us. I now call two churches in Goshen home, and I'm eternally grateful for them both. Regularly attending a church that both supports and challenges you is a wonderful reminder that you're both known and loved, just as you are. I find that having a weekly break from campus grounds me and renews my energy, helping me prepare for the busy week ahead. So, whether your initial motivation is getting to ooh over babies, since children under the age of 18 are sadly rare in the campus bubble, the home-cooked meals that never disappoint, the music, after all, who doesn't love a good hymn or two, meeting wonderful upperclassmen such as myself, or getting, up, <laughs> or getting up early on yet another day of the week, I hope that each of you has found or will find a church home here in Goshen. Every once in a while, I need a break from everything that's going on around me, whether that's a bunch of YouTube videos, Facebook posts, assignments, or just a busy schedule. Sometimes there's too much noise in my head. In my current world, I feel like I'm constantly being bombarded with advertisements. Even as I fall asleep, these thoughts are bouncing around in my head and they bounce into my dreams. When I was preparing for today, a song popped into my head that was especially pertinent. The chorus goes, this world is spinning just a bit too fast. If we don't slow down soon, we might not last, so just for a moment, let's be still. Every once in a while, I sit down to be still. I set aside some time to sit, clear my mind, and simply be. I do my best to let my thoughts float by and not hold on to them. I focus on my breathing in and out thanking God for each breath. This is the one of the ways I pray. Many people call it centering prayer. I've heard someone describe it as a prayer of consent to God. This type of prayer is an invitation to the divine, an open heart to the stirrings of the spirit. Unlike a prayer of intercession, a prayer when you're asking for something, or a prayer of thanksgiving, there's not speaking, there's just listening and just being. This is a prayer of emptiness, a prayer of letting God in. It's clearing one's mind of all the distractions that grasp for one's attention throughout the busy day. When I open myself to the spirit, I can simply be present in the moment and not think about anything on my to-do lists or my homework. 
but just be basking in the presence of a holy silence. Although I may not come from this prayer with any revelations or hearing the voice of God in my head audibly, this time allows me to shrug off my rushing, nagging thoughts and sit in the presence of the Spirit. If you could all turn with me in your blue book, if you may, to 506, I Sought the Lord. We're going to sing all the verses here. And if you could please stand. Thank you. Bum, 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 Okay, so I think a lot of us in this room can say, whether you'd like to admit it or not, that at one point or another you've been in love. And, you know, some of us, maybe, you know, if you're a woman enough or man enough to admit, the symptoms of love are things that you get. You know, sometimes you're nervous or, you know, you see that person and you get like butterflies in your stomach. Or when you're in love, you want to be with that person all the time. You want to speak to them, you want to see them. And, so, you know, I call those like the symptoms of love. And that's how you know you're in love. But, you know, with the Christian faith, it's the same thing. When you're in a relationship, then, you know, call it cliche, but everyone knows it's true. Communication is so important. If you don't communicate, it's hard to have a relationship with someone. You start to grow distant when you don't communicate, even with your best friend. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is. And so the Christian faith is the same thing. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's a relationship with your creator. And it's so important to keep that communication with him so that you can be close to him. You know, if we want to be servants, if we want to be Christ-like, if we want to be able to be global citizens like all the things we strive to be, then who embodies all those things better than Jesus himself? And to be like him, we have to know him. We have to spend time with him. And so we've been talking about the different kinds of ways to um, spend that time with him. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We all are different people with, you know, different likes and different, you know, ways of being. And so it doesn't matter what that looks like, but, you know, that time with God is so important. And for me, it's always been prayer and reading the Bible that's so important. When I pray, I talk to God, and when I read the word, he answers me. You know, and so 
prayer and reading the Bible are so important for that relationship, that communication. But not only for that, but also for strength. When Jesus was about to be crucified, he spent the whole night praying. And not only that, but the, the Bible says that angels came and they attended to him and that he was strengthened. When we are at our lowest points, prayer and reading the Bible, God strengthens us through those things, no matter what that looks like. And so when I got to college, it was so hard to, to keep up my prayer life and reading the Bible like I always wanted to. But um, there was this one person who had this vision of having this club on campus to just create that space for people, to come together, to unite, and to be able to pray and, and just sing songs together and read the Bible together. And it became unity. And so um, that club still continues today. And I'm not really here to you know, just talk about unity, but like the importance of just having that space. Because for me, unity was a place where I could come and you know, just be with like, the people that ended up becoming like family to me. And it was just a place where it doesn't matter what background you come from, you know, even what your strictest beliefs are, we just come to talk about it and to just pray together, to pray for each other. And so um, we'll give more information out, like on the communicator and stuff, but if anyone's interested in just having that space, we will be having unity this year on Mondays and Wednesdays uh, from 7 to 8 in the evenings in the third floor connector. So I just want to encourage you all, that's what I'm here for, to just encourage you. If you need strength, if you want to have that better relationship with Jesus, then pray. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Read the word. You know, God will reveal himself to you. And it's the most satisfying thing in this world and beyond. The first time I went to hymn club, I was amazed. As we stood in a circle and sang, I was overwhelmed by the music and by the idea of a group of college students who would get together to sing church songs. I remember being so excited as I left that night that I wasn't sure how I could wait until next week to come to hymn club again. Hymn singing celebrates the individual and the community as each voice and each part continue, contribute to the harmony of the song. The song, the prayer, comes from the group as a whole. It is not a performance, and while there is a song leader, it is mostly formed by the group. We found hymns for every occasion and emotion, whether celebrating, surviving finals week, or protesting injustice. As we sing, the hymns become a part of us and stay with us through the week. Throughout the year, I had a lot of meaningful experiences at hymn club activities on campus and in the community. We used hymn singing as a method of peacemaking when we raised over $15,000 for Christian peacemaker teams by singing through the blue hymnal in one 30-hour hymn sing. We made connections with older people when we sang at Greencroft and with community members who came to our weekly meetings. We connected with, larger church, with the larger church when we sang at the relief sale and when we went to the Laurelville Music and Worship Leaders Retreat. Hymn Club is a great opportunity to be community together and to express our shared Christ-centered beliefs. As we meet each week and sing to God, it's an opportunity to be church together, a glimpse of the kingdom of God. Even if you aren't familiar with hymn singing or if you don't think you're a very good singer, every voice is a valuable contribution. Come join us next Tuesday.
closing, I just want to mention the various worship opportunities there are on campus, and you can see a list of the programs on the PowerPoint. Um, Tatsi and Exploring Prayer are meeting this Sunday, and like Karina Flores mentioned, uh, there would be more information in the, communi in the communicators, so keep, in, uh, keep an eye out for that. Okay, so now we're gonna uh, pray for this missile, so I encourage you guys to just take this time and opportunity just to um, communicate with God and pray. So let's bow our heads and pray. Thank you, God, for gathering us here today to be able to hear the different stories of how they have worked to nourish, to nurture their faith and, and the different worship opportunities there are to get involved, meet new people, and mainly seek you and know who you are. I uplift everyone in this room to you, encouraged to be able to find something that glorifies you. I, raise the leader, I ask that you raise leaders up to encourage one another to reach out to students and not just be within their bubble. Give them the strength they need to continue this, this day. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Now go in peace.